0: Hello, my name is Matthew Pfeiffer with MattPfeifferCoaching.com. Welcome to my YouTube channel. On this channel, I create videos and content about toxic, narcissistically abusive relationships. And if you have a question that you'd like for me to answer, make sure you send it to JustAskMatt at MattPfeifferCoaching.com. Again, that is JustAskMatt.com at mattpfeiffercoach.com. Just make sure you keep that email two to three paragraphs max and you're also very direct and to the point of what your question actually is. If it's too long, if it's too lengthy, unfortunately I will not be able to get to it. With all that being said, let's get into today's email. So this email comes from a person who is struggling with co-parenting but in particular with her two older kids because they now see the, the narcissism for what it actually is and you may have seen videos where I talk about this, where as children get older, you know, because a lot of times when kids are young, people say like, you know, they're worried about whether or not they're going to be able to see it. And I say it all the time that as they get older, they do start to see it. And that's where they're at. But they're starting to, they're starting to have their own struggles. So let's get into today's email. Uh, so this email reads, hey, Matt, can you please talk more about how to help our young uh, adult kids? after they see the mask fall off with my narcissistic ex of 23 years uh, or we were together since high school um, married almost 20 um, and i kicked him out in january of 21 after another affair and he moved on lightning fast with a new supply the boys are 17 and 20 and they're having a really difficult time dealing with him very minimal contact and when they do see him they are guilted for what he calls taking sides. And that's very, very common for narcissists to do. They see the manipulation and the lies, but are having an identity crisis, thinking that they will be like him. Or sometimes now they don't believe in true love. Um, the youngest is seven years old. And I'm going to circle back to the whole true love thing here in a second. I'm going to circle back to the, the uh, true love and also the identity crisis here in a second. Um, our youngest is a seven-year-old daughter uh, that, use, that he uses to pull, to pull them and make them go visit when he has her. Uh, she also sees the broken promises and, and says he's changed life's paths. She sounds like a very mature young woman. Um, so the email continues. She and I are the only ones in therapy. Uh, advice, please. So uh, this is so a lot of the things that we're talking about are very common for kids to get older. And now they're seventeen. Now they're seventeen and twenty. And now they they have their own life, right? They I'm sure that they are drive. They're definitely at driving age. I'm not sure if they're actually driving, but they have their own life. I'm um, you know I imagine that they're they're either working or playing sports or in school, something along those lines, or at least um, at, at least considering it and. So one of the things that happens in situations like this is that one of the ways, this is a, as strange as this sounds, this is a good thing, not a bad thing. And the the reason why I say this is that they are feeling the negative effects the same way that you, right? That you as the parent and for those, everyone else who's listening, the same way that you figured it out is the same thing is the same experience that your children have quite often. They just find out a lot sooner, so this is actually a good thing that they that they see it right now. Let's get back to some of the things that you that you're mentioning that they're having an identity crisis. That's also very common, right? A lot of times, people who I work with, uh, they have the same identity crisis, but as an adult, it's almost like an it's almost like a grieving process that you go through. But you're grieving someone who's still alive, right? You're grieving uh, an adult for people who have uh, a narcissistic parent. It's like you had this life that you thought that this person was loving this person was caring and protecting and then you begin to look back and you start to start to notice that that wasn't the case at all right so these are all good things but however they likely number one I would encourage for them to get into therapy the same way that you and your daughter are right Allow, but you know I would encourage them but also understand that it likely needs to it, not only likely that it needs to be their decision, right? Encourage them, support it. And what you can do, regardless if they decide to go to therapy or not, is to begin to validate their feelings. These feelings, so one of the things that's good here, and the reason why I keep on saying this is a good thing, is because they see it, they feel it, right? And so they're able to identify that something's off. They identify them in manipulation. They identify that they're being guilt tripped. So when they come back to you and they say things to you like, um, mom, uh, dad is using our seven year old sister uh, as a a weapon and as a pawn, right? And begin to validate their feelings. Now, here's where it gets difficult for a lot of parents because a lot of people will say, well, you shouldn't talk negative about the other parent. That's true. But validating someone else's feelings versus projecting your own feelings are two different things. And you don't want to say yeah that that asshole used to do that to me that's you projecting your feelings you make it about them when they say dad's trying to guilt trip trip, uh, trip us into going over there because he has our sister really wow that's terrible like yeah you must, that must be that must feel terrible right validate how they feel allow for them to open up allow for them to dialogue allow for them to have conversations right yeah he does this all the time what are you going to do about it right ask them questions right what do you what do you want to do about it right I don't know there's days I don't want to go over there I can understand why you wouldn't right and you and you just you validate right you give them the support you let them know that you're, you're there and, and regardless of what they decide right we know what they're probably gonna eventually decide right based on this email but what has to happen here is that there needs to be some some form of validation right they're headed in the right direction right of making a decision of of what type of boundaries that they want to to have with him sometimes they might decide to come, cut them off completely some some kids as they get older they might decide well let's just go low contact right and and also allow for them to let them know that they can change their mind at any time right let's say that they decide right now for for those of you who are listening who have uh, significant others. I don't encourage changing your mind when you're, when, if this is a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but, um, when this is a, uh, a parent, you can go six months of no contact or low contact and change your mind later on because there's not, uh, the, the, it's not the typical type of trauma bond that you might have with a romantic partner. Right. And so with, uh, with family, right. They might decide, right. I'm, if he has our sister and he calls any guilt trips i'm not going to go over there right and a lot of times when they realize that they have your support that that they have that you have their back and that they have that safety net and they have that validation quite often that gives them the the encouragement that they need but i also would definitely encourage therapy i would definitely encourage ask them to come with you and your daughter whenever you guys go um, and offer to offer to take care of it, offer to pay for it. I would encourage it in, in different ways. Um, even if they go once a month, I think it would be very, very beneficial. So thank you very much for writing in. Anyone else who has a question, make sure you send it to matt at mattpfeiffercoaching.com. Again, that is matt at mattpfeiffercoaching.com. So make sure you keep that email two to three paragraphs max. Be very direct and to the point of what your question actually is. If it's too long, if it's too lengthy, unfortunately, I will not be able to get to it. With all that being said, thank you very much, and I will see you in the next video.